0: A podcast one production. (coughs) For the first time this decade, hello and welcome to Just The Gist, a weekly podcast where Rosie Waterland gives us just the gist of what we need to know about a topic that she's developed a little interest in. And this week you're telling me and us all about...
1: I will be telling you and us and them and all the people Mm -hmm. (laughs) about, Dee Dee and Gypsy Rose Blanchard. Do you know anything about it? No. Yes, I said Okay, good. Wait,
0: is this what the musical Gypsy is based on? Absolutely not. No? Oh.
1: Oh. (laughs) But I knew that as soon as I said the word Gypsy Rose, you would think of Bette Midler. (laughs) I had a note here. Tell Jacob it's not Bette Midler.
0: (laughs) Oh, I thought we were going to get a chance to sing "Got to Have a Gimmick.
1: No, it's um, it's about murder instead. Oh, sorry. Oh, um, but first, shall we do uh, the news that I consider important and interesting, and the headlines that I am telling you are the only ones you need to read for these first couple of weeks of 2020?
0: Please do. You keep me current.
1: Rosie's current news, <laughs> X-ray, X-ray, read all about it. <laughs> what even was that accent? About it.
0: <laughs> Those painkillers are kicked in, huh? We're,
1: we're off to a good, yes, I'm on painkillers, everyone. So we're off to a good start for 2020. Um, here's the news, though. Mm-hmm. What do you think? of the last two weeks, I think, are the most important (laughs) headlines in the world. Um, I'm just going to tell you. Harry and Meghan quit the royal family.
0: Oh, yeah, I did hear about that, yeah.
1: And Mm. it's so funny because a few weeks ago you said to me, are they fired? And I laughed in your face and I was like, that would never happen. (laughs) They'll always be part of the royal family. Three weeks later, they bounced. They were like, bye. Why? Well, um... Look, speculation abounds. Mm -hmm. So I think really it's because um, she and I don't think she really likes it because people are kind of hounding her and racist towards her and awful towards her, particularly in the British press. Really? Yes. Um, I think he is particularly protective of her and protective about the press particularly the tabloid press because of what happened to his mother. Of course. So I think that the last year has seen her cop so much abuse from the British tabloids that he just got to a point where he was like, F this, Mm -hmm. I'm getting you out of here. And so they went on holidays to Canada for six weeks over Christmas. Mm -hmm. They didn't join the Queen for Christmas, which was like a big kerfuffle. Mm. Um. And then they came back for two days and on the second day they were back in Britain, they released a statement on Instagram just saying, yo, what's up? We're stepping back as senior royals. And the whole royal family, including the cl- queen, were like, you're doing what now? Mm-hmm. Like, Because they didn't really tell anyone. Mm-hmm. And so then like two hours later the palace released like this panic statement going, okay, yeah, we read their thing and um, sure, yep. We just need some time to just figure this out. Okay, bye. And Mm. so then everyone was like, oh, my God, the Queen didn't know drama. And then Meghan was like, bye. And she got on a plane and went back to Canada. (laughs) (laughs) So then Harry was I don't blame her. No, neither do I. Neither do I. And so then Harry was just in um, London and then they had what they've been calling the Sandringham Summit. So they had an emergency meeting at the Queen's Sandringham estate Mm -hmm. with William, Charles and Harry and the Queen to sort of figure out what exactly stepping back as royal senior royals means, whether they'll get to, like whether they'll have to completely abdicate and no longer have royal titles, Mm -hmm. where their money will come from. Because they've said a huge part of um, why they stepped back and in their statement was they're hoping to become financially independent, which is basically them saying, we know that we're a, big shop brand and if you let us make our own money we'll be worth a billion dollars in three weeks so because when they're part of the royal family they're not allowed to make money off commercial ventures Mm -hmm. so um they're just trying to figure everything out including where they'll live because apparently like megan just doesn't want to live in london Mm -hmm. so they're trying to figure out this way to let them live in both places and so it's like been a lot of drama Right.
0: Is she Canadian or American?
1: She's American, but she filmed Suits in Canada for like eight years. Uh-huh. So that's kind of where she lived and I think where most of her friends are and stuff. Right. Um. But the big thing is, is that basically since this happened, everyone has blamed her and they've basically saying she's Yoko Ono'd the royal family, (laughs) Um, which is ridiculous. I hate that narrative that women have some kind of bewitching power over men that hypnotises them and renders them completely useless. It's like Harry has his own brain and his own agency and his own, like, ability to make decisions. Mm -hmm. I think he probably made this choice as much as she did, given his background and his, like, disdain for the press and Mm -hmm. his, like... um, very uh, protective uh, attitude towards his mother and now his wife. Like, I don't think it was all her. I think they're smart. And I think if they don't want to stay, just let them go. Yeah. Who cares?
0: And like what you just said there, that's very flattering. But even that is speculation. All of it surely is just speculation okay. as to what their motives were and who was well, driving the decision being made.
1: The big speculation is, and this is one that doesn't get talked about in the press because they're not allowed. Well, that's what I say anyway. Mm. Um, So the brothers have been fighting for a while. Yes, that's been in the news, that William and Harry are mad at each other. Because? Well, it's been in the news for about a year, pretty much since the wedding, that William and Harry have been fighting. And that's why we haven't seen the four of them together. And everyone was kind of blaming Meghan, saying like, Meghan's pulled him away, and Megan's done this, and Megan just you know wants to hang out with Oprah and George Clooney, and William doesn't like it. And then people were saying that the reason they were fighting is that William warned Harry that he was moving too fast, and he probably shouldn't marry her. And that upset Harry, and there's been all this speculation, but it never really quite makes sense what they were made sense what they were fighting about. Mm-hmm. But it's come out that actually, what they're fighting about, and it was in all the tabloids, so it's 100% true, (laughs) is that William had an affair with this. Yeah, William had an affair with this socialite. And so, no, (laughs) this is a 100, Dino, Jacob, (laughs) stop it. They're both looking at me with (laughs) with so much doubt. Uh No, but it got hidden, okay? So William apparently had an affair with this socialite who was part of, um, when I say socialite, I mean a British aristocrat, mm-hmm. so not like Paris Hilton, I'm talking like a upper class woman mm-hmm. who's part of their, his and Kate's group of friends. Mm-hmm. Um, this woman who's quite pretty and she's married to her own aristocrat guy, apparently her and William had an affair and Harry found out and was really mad about it and was like, how dare you? Kate's like my sister. You're an asshole. You're just like dad. How could you do this? Mm-hmm. And that story started breaking in the tabloids when it happened. So this story came out that Kate had kicked this woman out of their social circle for because she was jealous of something. And so the story was getting alluded to and hinted at and there was whispers and a few things on Twitter like it's, you know, been confirmed that William had an affair with this woman and that's why Kate doesn't want her around and it was like pss, pss, pss. And then all of a sudden, kablooey, the story disappeared mm-hmm. and no one knew what happened to it. And then like a few weeks later, all the stories became about how Meghan is the worst and everyone hates Meghan and Meghan is the reason everyone's fighting. So people are saying now that Harry is angry at William and Kate because they allowed the Meghan story to grow huge because it took attention away from the story that they buried about the affair. Right. Right. Hey guys!
0: I never knew you cared so much about is, the royals. This is
1: the shit I dig deep on. Oh, I'm obsessed with the royals. Really? I'm, yes, I don't know why. How I've been obsessed have I never known this, this, this about week. you? I don't know. I'm all, I'm all over every angle of this thing.
0: Wow. Yeah. Did you tune out as well, Vino? Because I. <laughs> I was in another room.
1: I can guarantee so many people are looking that up on Twitter right now. If you Google Williams Affair, so much comes up about it. Uh Uh-huh. So anyway. Okay. There's a lot of speculations. There's a lot of rabbit holes to go down.
0: Okay. Well, you can give us a weekly update (laughs) at the top of the show.
1: That's pretty much like the news I kind of cared about. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and since you come to me as the authority yes. on what is important in the world mm-hmm. right now, then I will tell you that that is it. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: So they are still negotiating.
1: Yeah, well, Meghan pissed off back to Canada. Yeah. And Harry's still in England trying to figure out what they're going to do.
0: Right. Well, he's a pretty experienced soldier, right?
1: Yeah, you go back to the army, I guess. Yeah. I don't think he wants to, though. Like, I'm also not completely in a fairytale mindset about Meghan and Harry. I mean, I know they want commercial opportunities and they mm-hmm. want to build a brand. And the day they released the statement saying that they were stepping back as major royals, they already had a complete website up and ready to go. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, they, they know what they're doing. They're savvy. Like some, what are
0: they selling? Tea towels?
1: Oh, no, it was just a website about their brand and what they'll be doing. And um, Mm. she's already signed a voiceover deal with Disney to, like, voice um, some documentaries about things. And so she's getting back into showbiz. Good on her. I know. That's what I think. Good on her. a heck
0: of a lot more fun than standing up in places and waving and rubbing your stomach.
1: Exactly. So... That was X-ray, X-ray, this week's important news. (laughs) That's our little 1920s newscap boy.
0: (laughs) You're going to listen back to this and realise this is the oxy talking. (laughs)
1: Let's get on to this week's topic, shall we? Okay, um, Dee Dee and Gypsy Rose. Blanchard. I can't believe you haven't heard of this. I'm sure once I start telling you the details, you'll know. Uh-huh. Okay. So a few weeks ago, Patricia Arquette won a Golden Globe for playing Dee in mm. a, the TV series based on it called The Act. Mm. There was also a documentary that came out uh, in 2017 called Mummy, Dead and Dearest, which is how a lot of people know about the story. Uh-huh. Um, so, like... Those are the main things that put this in the news, but it's also just such a nutso story. It was already in the news. Like, I knew about it before the – doc. I was waiting for the documentary to come out, mm-hmm. so it was already in the news, but are you ready for this? Did you watch
0: the TV show as well? Of course. Recommend?
1: Yes, okay. highly recommend. It's called The Act. The Act, okay. It's on um, HBO, so you, I watch it on Foxtel now, that app or whatever it's called. Okay. doke. So, in 2015, the body of Dee Dee Blanchard – is found brutally murdered in her bed. She'd been stabbed a bunch of times, and her body had been there for a few days. And the reason the police found her is because she has a daughter called Gypsy Rose, Mm. and um, that day some weird statuses went up on Gypsy's Facebook. The first one said, the bitch is dead, and the second one said, get ready to bleep this, I effin' slashed that fat pig and raped her sweet, innocent daughter. Her scream was so effin' loud, lol. So these two (gasps) statuses went up on Gypsy Rose's Facebook. And this weirded people out and worried people, not just because it's incredibly worrying offensive thing to see on someone's Facebook but also because Gypsy was significantly disabled so Dee oh. was her full-time carer because physically Gypsy was in a wheelchair she had muscular dystrophy she'd had leukemia she was like 14 years old but she had the mental capacity of a five-year-old mm. um so when those statuses went up people freaked out and then when Dee was found dead and Gypsy wasn't there they assumed she'd been taken like uh-huh. and Her wheelchair was still in the house and all her medications were in the house. So people were panicking that she'd been murdered or someone had taken her. Wherever she was, she wasn't okay because she couldn't survive long without the things that were in her home. The next day, though, police found Gypsy Rose and she was in another state where she had traveled with her boyfriend, Nicholas Godajon. She was wearing a blonde Disney princess wig. She wasn't sick. She could walk. She wasn't 14. She was almost 25. And she and Go to John had killed Dee.
0: <laughs> no so, one can hear how shocked my face looks.
1: Jacob's face <laughs> is like, I just fed you a lot of information in like two minutes. Okay. And so it comes out over the next few months that Dee had Munchausen's by proxy and had essentially oh. been abusing Gypsy and forcing her to pretend she was sick her entire life.
0: Did you say she was her mother?
1: Dee Dee's her mother.
0: Dee Dee's her mother. So she's been poisoning her daughter and lying about her age to make it seem like the daughter has muscular dystrophy. I'm about to ah.
1: Get into the details with you. Oh
0: <laughs> <laughs> What okay. rings a bell is this is eerily similar to the plot line in The Politician.
1: Yes, they say that the politician is modeled after this story. Okay, cool. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So the politician is a new show by Ryan Murphy um, that has a daughter, and a, there, that was he said that was based on this. Got it. Yeah. So, Gypsy is born in 1991 to Dee Dee and Dee Dee's husband Rod Blanchard, and pretty much straight away, Dee Dee is insisting that there's stuff wrong with Gypsy. So at about three months old. Um, she becomes convinced that Gypsy has sleep apnea. So she says that Gypsy keeps stopping breathing in her sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, She keeps taking her to the ER and the doctors keep saying that she's fine, but she keeps insisting and insisting and going to different doctors. And eventually she finds one that says, yes, okay. And gives her a sleep apnea machine Mm -hmm. for um, Gypsy to use during the night. And we know about this stuff from Gypsy's dad, Rod. So Dee Dee was 24 when Gypsy was born and Rod was only 17. So he oh. was a kid, yeah, and um, and he says now when they interview him now, like he didn't really know what was going on and he had this older wife who told him that their baby was sick. So he was like, okay, like he had no reason not to believe it. Um, And he said after the sleep apnea thing, Dee Dee was constantly taking her to the hospital and she seemed to just get sicker and sicker and sicker. So... First, you know, it came out that she had muscular dystrophy and then she got leukaemia and then she had hearing problems and then she had vision problems and then she needed to be fed through a a tube in her stomach Um, and then it came out that she couldn't walk so she needed a wheelchair. And Rod was kind of like, why does she have all these random, widely ranging different things? Mm. And Dee Dee just said to him, she has a chromosome disorder that causes lots of different problems and she probably won't live past being a teenager and so you know he's young and he's just like oh okay but he does start to ask questions as Dee, Dee gets a few years older because like you know she's a toddler and occasionally she will just get up and run around because she wants to mm. and they'll be like look she's running and Dee Dee will be like, no, sometimes her muscles are a bit... Anyway, she- she's back in the chair. You know what mm. I mean? It just all seemed a bit dodge. Uh-huh. So as soon as he started asking questions and his family started asking questions, Dee Dee takes off with Gypsy. Mm. They moved to New Orleans and um, they seem to get by um, on child support from him. So he keeps sending money. He seems like a really decent man. Um, who was just sort of in over his head and thought he had this sick daughter and just wanted to do what he could. Um, They also get a lot of public assistance and donations because Gypsy is so sick and has all these disorders and illnesses. Um, She's homeschooled and basically spends 24 hours a day with her mother, um, just going to hospital, getting surgeries, getting procedures.
0: How are they convincing the doctors to do these surgeries and procedures? This is the
1: thing, like... It's really hard to explain, and it's not even really clear. Like, I don't have a clear answer for you. The people who do this, and I'll say women because it's almost always women who have this disorder, Munchausen's by proxy, um, which is where you make your kids sick, Mm. Um, they're very good at fooling doctors. They'll go to different doctors. They'll go to enough doctors until they get, like, one of them to look into something which then means, oh, okay, look, we can try them on this medication and then, you know, you just, they're good at it. Right. And back then also, because this was the late 90s, early 2000s, um, records were still, a lot of them were still handwritten, like charts and stuff. so Easy to forge. Easy to forge. Like there was one doctor in this whole story um, who – um, when Gypsy and Dee Dee came to him much later, he was like, there's absolutely nothing wrong with her. If she had, you know, atrophy in her leg muscles, she like her, cause her legs were fine. Like she could walk. And so like, he's, he was like, her legs would be completely wasted away if she hadn't walked her entire life. And he like did scans on her brain and he did all this stuff. He was like, she's fine. He wrote in the file, um, I think this is a case of Munchausen's by proxy, um, but he never called anyone. He never did anything. He just put it in the file. And as soon as Dee Dee saw that he had put that in the file, she just never went back to him again. Right. So nobody ever really, I think people suspected, but it's it's very, I knew you were going to ask me that question and there's no clear answers. It sounds like she was just very good at fooling people and the system. And also it got to the point where, Gypsy was actually getting sick because she was given so many medications. Like, most of her teeth fell out because of all these medications she was on. Like, she did actually have severe vision problems because of all the medications she was on, because she was on medications she didn't need. Yeah. So, they were actually making her sick in other ways. So, it's just messed up. So, oh. I know. Cray, cray. So, um, in 2005, Hurricane Katrina happens. Uh huh. Dee Dee and Gypsy are left homeless by it, which a lot of people around there were. And because Gypsy is so sick, um, they qualify for Habitat for Humanity, build them a house that they give to them. So they now own a house. It's in Missouri. So it's far away. And also, it's the perfect excuse for why they have no records now. So because she says oh, Hurricane Katrina, they lost all their records.
0: Got washed away. So she
1: gets a new birth certificate that completely changes gypsy's age um she also now can like tell doctors in missouri yes gypsy has this she has this she has this she has this so she basically starts medical records from scratch Mm -hmm. um so this was actually like a turning point for them there was no paper trail they had a house they didn't have to pay for um and looking at gypsy at this point i mean 2005 if she was born in 91 that makes her 14 yeah I think she forged the birth certificate to say at this point she was like six or seven, and she does look. She's incredibly stunted thin and stunted yeah. because she's only she's only ever been fed through a tube in her stomach.
0: Dee
1: oh. um, Dee keeps her head shaved. She tells her that she has cancer and her hair going to fall out anyway, so she shaves her head and she dresses her like a toddler. So she's always wearing like little like Minnie Mouse tracksuits, and she's always got like. Disney crowns on and Mm. she's always got little tutus on and um, she only lets her watch Disney and play with toys. And, I mean, Gypsy has a normal brain. Like, Mm. she isn't – her mother insists that she's intellectually disabled, but she's not. But still, she is spending 24 hours a day her entire life with someone who treats her like a child, so she does kind of act like one. Um, She doesn't know any different. Um, And she also talks – like a little kid. It's really bizarre. One of the most notable things about her, because there's a lot of footage of her when she was young, um, um, because, you know, they would send it away to, like, cancer charities and stuff to get money and everything, and and she kind of wait, how can I do it? She kind of talks like this. <laughs> I just want to thank you so much. My mommy <laughs> used to always show me this little house and a little snow globe. And she said, one day this will come true. And now, look, you built us that house. So it just shows if you dream enough and you hope enough, dreams really do come true. Like, that's literally hashtags. (laughs) (laughs) And it's bizarre to me that people believe that because, to me, that sounds like an older person trying to talk like a younger person. Like, the vocabulary is too... Because that's how she talks and says it.
0: Yeah. If we can get an audio clip for me to hear, oh, that would be incredible. Hold on. Hey, that was painful to listen to. And yes, that's very much show- sounded like an older I show- person talking I took talking a like screenshot
1: of this documentary. So in this photo, she's 22 years old.
0: And she's the one on the bright, yes. Well, she's not the one dressed <laughs> as Santa, <laughs> Jacob.
1: <laughs>
0: she's 22 there. Yes. Oh, God. And people Poor thought thing. she was
1: about 10 yeah. Yikes. Okay. So.
0: You're more comfortable doing her voice than doing my voice, though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can go high. <laughs> you know I can go high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, looking at her at this point, she does, she looks tiny. She seems young. She believes she is young. She doesn't really know how old she is, but she is starting to have questions. And, um, Dee Dee becomes very abusive towards her. So it's not just the Munchausen's by proxy. It's actual physical and emotional and verbal abuse. Like, because at this point, Gypsy being sick and young and cute is what their lives depend on. Mm -hmm. So around this time, because the internet's a thing, Dee Dee starts, um, you know, getting money off like the Make-A-Wish Foundation and like all these different kind of charities and... um, Uh, They go on, like, free Disney cruises and they go on free trips and they get given a free car and they get given free groceries. People send them money. Um, Gypsy is constantly, like, the main attraction at charity events, so she'll get up at charity events and, like, sing a little song in her wheelchair and they get interviewed by the news all the time. Um, So it's become quite lucrative for them, but it all depends on Gypsy being young and cute and really sick. Um a gypsy at this time, um, was a teenager and so she starts staying up at night and going on her mum's laptop which she says now she could only do because her mum would take a bunch of Valium before she went to sleep. So when her mum went to sleep, she'd be completely knocked out. Mm-hmm. So at night times, Gypsy says she had the house to herself, so she started going on the internet. Or she would also walk around. So at night time she would walk around and she would also sneak to the kitchen and eat, like, chocolate and stuff. So at this point she knew she could eat, she knew she could walk, and she knew that she probably was older than she thought she was, but she didn't really know what was happening. She said she still believed she had cancer, but she didn't really understand. So she starts going on the internet at night times and she starts learning about the world. And um, she would ask her mum questions, but this is when her mum started to abuse her to keep her in line. So her Mm mum started beating her they would do this thing like where whenever they were out in public or doing a news interview or whatever, her mum was always holding her hand and if she said the wrong thing or sounded too smart or slipped up, her mum would squeeze her hand really tight and she would know immediately to stop talking. And there's footage where you see this happening. Oh, yeah, wow. And then she said after times like that, they would go home and her mum would handcuff her to the bed and sometimes she'd be handcuffed to the bed for days at a time as punishment for getting something wrong. Whoa. Yeah, it's really messed up, right? So there was this transition period where Gypsy was getting older, Mm. starting to suspect things, but this is when Didi started abusing her to keep her in line. Um, But Gypsy desperately wanted to get out. And also, she's a teenager, and you know what happens when you're a teenager? You want to start rubbing your special place on other people's specials. (laughs) So... (laughs) You can't stop teenage sexuality. You can dress a teenager up as a toddler for as long as you want, but they're going to hit puberty. You know what I mean? And so she starts going online at night and she starts going on like dating sites and she dreams about escaping. She wants to escape mainly because she wants a boyfriend. She's really desperate for a boyfriend. Uh And she watches all these Disney movies. And so she imagines finding like a Disney prince, a prince charming. And at one point she meets someone on a dating site and catches a taxi to his house in the middle of the night wearing one of her Disney princess wigs. And her mum wakes up, looks on the laptop, figures out where she is, goes to the house, um, drags her out and shows the guy her fake birth certificate that says she's 12 years old. And he freaks out because he's like, I thought I was with a – like she told me she was 20 or whatever. And so he's like, oh, my God. And so – um, and after that night, her mum smashes the laptop with a hammer, tells her if she does it again, she'll smash her fingers and handcuffs her to the bed for two weeks.
0: And is there proof of that? Of what? That she handcuffed her to the bed for two weeks or it's just...
1: just what she says.
0: Gypsy's testimony. Yes. Okay. It's uh-huh. just what she says. Can I
1: ask... Yes.
0: How sceptical were you that this was true?
1: We'll get into that. Okay. Yeah, we'll get into that.
0: Because you've got someone who's a proven liar, is yeah. quite adept at lying, mm-hmm. who's got quite a tale to tell, and yes. it seems like we're only hearing her side of the story. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, keep going.
1: Yeah. yeah. So in around 2014, so that would put Gypsy at 23, mm-hmm. although everyone at this point thinks she's about 12, Gypsy meets a guy online called Nicholas Nicholas Godajon. They start chatting and things get pretty sexual pretty quickly. And he, it comes out later, has an IQ below 70. So he's, you know, intellectually disabled, Uh technically. He also has a history of perverted sexual stuff. So he once got arrested for sitting in a McDonald's for eight hours watching porn on his laptop and masturbating. (laughs) So he's... How many hours? Eight.
0: In a McDonald's. Yeah. Um, Uh, yeah. Was it a really remote McDonald's? uh,
1: Look, I'm giving you just the gist. So (laughs) you can look into it if you feel the need. Um, But that's it. I, I just put a note here that I do worry about with all the messed up porn we have now these days. I worry about people who intellectually are not very, who don't have the capacity to watch things like that. And I mean, if even the, if even the geniuses among us watch messed up porn and end up having messed up sexual ideas, imagine how that would affect someone who has the thinking capacity of like a a child, like how it's like, because apparently he has some very messed up ideas about sex and sexually he's very... Weird, as, and he's gotten obsessed with porn that he's seen, and like, you know, how do mm. how do you how to? That's a whole other yeah. conversation, I mean, but oh, it's messed up. Yeah, do you know what I mean?
0: Good point, but yeah, you're absolutely right. Like the porn generation
1: Ugh. is really gonna. I didn't even see. <laughs> I didn't even see porn until I was like, I don't know, maybe twenty-one or twenty-two, like because we didn't have it. Like we had. I remember finding like. Some of my mum's boyfriend's, like, magazines. But mm. video porn, I never saw it because we didn't have the internet. Yeah. We're the tail end of millennials. We're, like...
0: We had the our imaginations. Yes. And you were just flicking yourself off to rugrats. We
1: had that pool scene in Wild Things. Oh,
0: yeah. Like, what else did that we have? steamy. <laughs> 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 Nothing.
1: Mm-hmm. Anyway. And Kevin Bacon. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, thanks. Um, so, yeah, he's... He's a bit sus. <laughs> Pretty much straight away, um, he starts getting Gypsy to do uh, act out a lot of BDSM fantasies with him, all online. They don't. They live in different states, right? Um, and is he
0: the sub or the dom?
1: He's the dom. So he has a lot of um, fantasies about uh, like rape fantasies, sexual violence fantasies. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, he basically starts feeding her all this stuff, and she, although intellectually is probably more advanced than him she's incredibly naive mm. like she's grown up completely sheltered has no she's never had a boyfriend has no idea about sex stuff and so she just says now that she kind of just went along with it and thought that that was sexy and he would make her put on she has like she has Pretty much a Disney wig for every Disney princess. So he would make her put on all these different wigs. Oh, so he's seeing
0: her on camera. Yeah, they're chatting on camera. And is she trying to present as an able-bodied person? Oh, yeah.
1: She completely acts normal, like, to him. Okay. Yeah. Right. She tells him, like, um, she's got a shaved head because she's, like, been sick in the past. But she walks and does everything on camera in front of him.
0: Okay. Mm -hmm.
1: So... They start getting pretty intense in their online relationship and they're doing sex stuff like every night on video chat, Mm -hmm. most of it involving him abusing her in some kind of sexual way. Um, They organise to meet at the movies after about like a year. So she knows that her mum will never let her have a boyfriend and she can't say that she's met someone online because she's not meant to be on the internet. So they make this plan where he's going to get like the greyhound bus. I think it takes like eight hours or something to her state. And her and her mom are going to go to the movies and he's going to be at the movies and they're just going to like bump into each other at the movies and then she can tell her mom like, oh, you know, it's that guy we met at the movies that day. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they have this weird plan. But the plan is her and her mom are going to the opening day of the live action Cinderella. Do you remember that Um, a few years ago? Oh, with Hermione. Yeah. No, that was Beauty and the Beast. Oh. Anyway. Okay. Like that, but Cinderella. Right. So she's dressed as Cinderella. Her mum's pushing her in the wheelchair. They go to the first screening on the day it comes out, so it's like 10 a.m. Mm. So it's just the two of them in the cinema and this weird 21-year-old kid mm. boy. And so her mum's <laughs> like, he's creepy, let's not sit near him. Yeah. And so then their plan to kind of bump into each other goes awry because her mum's like, let's stay away from that weirdo watching Cinderella at 10 a.m. on a Monday morning or whatever. (laughs) And so halfway through the movie, Gypsy tells her mum she needs to go to the bathroom. So Gypsy wheels herself out to the foyer, goes to the bathroom. He follows her in there and she loses her virginity to him in the bathroom at the movies. Um... (laughs)
0: She says <laughs> like now, a true
1: Disney princess I know. this I feel sorry for her. She says now that when she met him in person, it wasn't the same as online, and she felt like he was kind of creepy, but he was there, and she thought like, you know, I'm finally we've been chatting online, so she just did it, and so then they do that, and she goes back to the theater and then um he goes home, and that's kind of that.
0: I keep <laughs> getting more and more horrified,
1: yes. I told you it's a doozy. Every
0: chapter is
1: just... (laughs) So uh, the relationship after this gets even more intense, even more sexual, and eventually these violent fantasies turn into fantasies about killing her mother so they can run away together. And at some point, those fantasies start turning into actual planning. And this is where it gets murky because she insists that she just thought it was all online fantasy stuff like the other stuff. And he had, um, you know, forced the relationship into this point where she would do whatever he said and she didn't really understand how this fantasy stuff works so she just went along with it. And so she says that she never expected he would actually do it. But if you go, like, going back through their messages, she, they were actually planning it. They made an actual plan. She didn't – it doesn't seem like she thought it was just talk. So, like – she sends him money for a bus ticket. He comes there. Mm. In the middle of the night, she messages him when she knows Dee, Dee is asleep. He She goes and locks herself in the bathroom. She's left the back door open for him. He mm. comes in through the back door, kills Dee. Dee
0: oh, how?
1: Stabs her a bunch of times. They take a taxi to a motel together. They spend the night like having sex, and filming each other on their phones, the footage of which is in this documentary. Like, they're giggling, they're having fun, they're, like, eating burgers and, like, having this romantic night together in a motel. Oh, my God. Um, The next day they get a bus to his house, which is in another state, um, and she moves in with him and his parents, and she posts those statuses on Facebook because she said a couple of days later she started to feel really guilty about the idea of no one finding her mother's body. Mm. So she put those statuses up so people would go to the house and uh-huh. her mother's body would be found. And after the statuses went up, it does not take the police long to find them because at first they're like, oh, my God, where's Gypsy? So they check the IP address of, and then they just yep. go straight there. Mm. So they both get taken into custody for questioning. They're shocked when they get there and she's walking around and seems normal because what everyone had told them back at the house was that, you know. Mm. Um, When she's interviewed, she pretends like she didn't know her mum was dead. So there's this foot and she's such a bad actress. It's like quite funny. So (laughs) the the detective is like, okay, so you know we're here. We've brought you here because your mother has died. And we want to, and she goes, wait, 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 wait. What did you just say? Uh. And he's like, your mother. She's like, she's dead? And he's like, yes. And she's like, oh, my, I don't even, oh, my God, Uh. I don't even. Like, she's just, she's really bad. She's, like, doing her best Disney version of Uh what she thinks a princess would do when she found out her mother's been brutally mad. And so the guy starts, you know, questioning her about it, and she keeps denying it, saying she doesn't know, she doesn't know, she doesn't know. And then he's like, can we have your phone? And she's like, oh, yeah, okay. Um, And he's like, we're going to check all your messages. And she goes, that's okay. And then he goes, you do know that we can read deleted ones. And she says, what? (laughs) 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 And so that's when you can see her freaking the F out. Um, Also, Nicholas Godejohn in his interview room, just confesses straight away. He just goes, yeah, I want you guys to know that I did stab Dee Dee, but it's because Gypsy told me to and Gypsy said that she needed me to kill her because she was hurting her and um, I love her a lot and I just wanted to save her. So, yeah, I did that. And also, nonsensically, Nicholas go to John the knife that he used to stab Dee Dee, mm. he put it in an envelope and mailed it to his house
0: From as a souvenir, no,
1: because I think he thought that will get it away from the crime scene. (laughs) (laughs) But then, when the police arrested them at the house, the envelope was there and they opened it and the knife was in it. He'd addressed it to himself. (laughs) He's not smart. Oh,
0: yeah. So,
1: he didn't, he could have thrown it in a river. Could have, I mean, they literally caught a bus across states. He could have thrown it anywhere, but he mailed it to himself in an envelope addressed to him at his house.
0: It just feels like he wanted to get caught and make absolutely certain Uh, that the evidence was insurmountable.
1: (laughs) Yes. So they get the knife. (laughs) So the next day police hold a press conference saying they found Gypsy and she's safe and everyone's Mm. like, oh, my God, thank God. But then the policeman's like, um... But also she's been arrested and she did it and she can walk and there's nothing wrong with her and this whole thing's messed up. And everyone's like, what? <laughs> and so <then laughs> at her first court hearing there's all these cameras there because the press conference was nuts. Like, And um, she walks into the court and she's just, she can walk. And everybody who's ever met her thinks she is a 12-year-old disabled girl and she's like 24 and she just walks into the room, and she's fine. So yeah. it just messes with everyone's head. Um, they also, in that court hearing, uh, read a bunch of the messages, which are, like, pretty sexual and pretty violent and very adult. Uh-huh. I use that in inverted commas. She looks mortified that they're reading that stuff out because she had this whole Disney princess victim thing, and then it's, like, all these really, like... There's stuff like you know I can't wait till you've done it and then we can f all night knowing that she's dead and stuff like that uh-huh. like it's intense yeah um and everyone who thought she was you know this little girl is like what the F is going on mm. like what is happening but it also doesn't take long for the narrative to kind of flip and for people to actually start feeling sorry for her as she starts slowly revealing all the details of her life Mm -hmm. and what has happened to her and people start to have sympathy for her so her dad comes Mm -hmm. and he's shocked like he thought she was like her mom had basically kept her away from him wouldn't let him see her but he's been sending money and like getting updates on her health and so he's He just can't believe it. And he brings his new wife and they hire her a lawyer and they start kind of, like, um, trying to take care of her as best as they can while she's in prison. Um, They get her, like, a psychiatrist. um, And then basically they're held in prison. The schedule for the trials is that um, she's going to go to trial as soon as possible. He's, like, go to John's having his own separate trial. But while she's in prison, like, she starts thriving, because um, they take the tube out of her stomach, so she's ah, eating proper food. Yeah, so she starts to look really healthy. Her hair grows for the first time in her life. Um, her she's teeth not- grow back. Pardon. <laughs> her
0: teeth grow they back. They do. They fix really? her teeth. Yeah, her teeth ah. get
1: fixed. Um, she um, doesn't have to wear the crazy bottle. Uh, what do you call it? Glass bottle. Coke bottom bottle. Coke bottle glasses. Mm-hmm. Like. Um, She's, you know, hanging around young women her own age. They've stopped all the medications that she didn't need to be taking, so she just starts looking like a regular 24-year-old woman. So it seems like prison's a really positive place for her. She even says now that she felt more free in prison than she ever did living with her mother. Um, in 2015, so that's a year after all this happens, she takes a plea deal and given her background and everything that she's been through and whatever, um, they give her a 10-year sentence, which she's currently serving, and she'll be eligible for parole in 2024. Mm-hmm. And go to John, I feel sorry for it. He um, keeps trying to get off on different things, like his IQ and his mental health stuff and whatever. So his trial gets delayed, 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 delayed. Eventually he finally goes to trial in 2018 he gets found guilty and gets life without the possibility of parole. So he's going to be in prison for the rest of his life. Oh. Yes. And that's kind of where it gets to a place where you were asking before, like, how much did she know and how culpable is she? And uh. was he naive or was she naive? Yeah. Like her family now. It's really interesting. In the documentary, uh, Mummy Dead and Dearest, you can tell her dad loves her a lot and so does her stepmom. Um but they also know that she has problems. And her dad and the doctor that sees her, um, they say that she exhibits a lot of the same sociopathic manipulative behaviours as her mother, mm-hmm. but they don't blame her for it because...
0: She learned from the best. She
1: knows nothing else, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so that can kind of go some way to explaining possibly how she got, you know, how why Nicholas did what he did, but also... People say that Nicholas was a very sexually violent, messed up person on his own. So he was maybe just l- looking for an excuse to hurt someone. Um, I mean, I don't know. I think it's, maybe it's a bit of both. It was just kind of the perfect storm, those two meeting each other. And, yeah, what do you think? Do you believe <sighs> her? I believe her. Yeah. Like, I believe that all this happened. I do. Do you? Uh
0: I don't know, while you were looking down at your screen a lot of times, I think I was narrowing my eyes, sort of going, <laughs> mm, but if that's just her word that we've got to take for that.
1: I think what the what people don't, I believe it all happened, what people can't guarantee is how in on it she was. Mm. Like she got, she had to have gotten to an age where she knew it was a scam. No, yeah. like, and she was part of it. Yes. Maybe. But then other people say, no, she didn't. And she has ways to explain it. She's like, oh, I, I knew I was 22. Cause I accidentally saw my age, my real age on a form once, or, you know, I knew I could walk, but I did think I had cancer or I, I thought I had this, but I also knew I could eat chocolate. Like she sort of has an answer for everything.
0: Yes, which I guess lends itself again to that case of mm. she's got sociopathic tendencies and she's probably got a lot that she needs to deal with. Um, look, in so many ways, my heart breaks for her that she yeah. went through that experience. Um, and it feels like she probably also believes her own lies I to think really so. be true.
1: And also to go through if something like life, that you probably would get to a point where you become and ruthless and you'll do whatever you can to survive. And yeah. I can see her doing that.
0: Okay, so you're 100% on board that Gypsy is not fabricating or exaggerating. You think that she's telling the truth.
1: I think everything that she says happened to her happened to her, but I'm not sure. I think she could be lying about how culpable she was and how much she actively participated as she got older. Because mm-hmm. that was how her and her mum survived. They were of basically course. grifters.
0: She had so many perks coming her yeah, way. They did. As long as she played along.
1: Yes. Yeah. But then she wanted she wanted that life, but without her mum, she wanted a boyfriend and she wanted to go out and do things. Yeah. I, I don't know. Okay,
0: so she's got, what, another eight years to serve?
1: Uh, no, four. She gets out in 2024.
0: Oh, Okay. Oh, and she's she's probably going to be set with media deals.
1: Well, yeah, she already got engaged to someone in prison. <laughs> so her and Goethe John broke up straight away when all this mm-hmm. happened. She was basically like, "See ya, thanks for the stabbing." Mm. Um, uh, she got engaged to a guy through a pr- like a p- prison pen pal program.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and it's actually been in the tabloids a few times. They've broken up and gotten back together a few times. So like she's kind of already in the tabloids. And wait, I'm just googling a photo of her now so you can see. So like she's clearly like in prison. She's grown her hair and she's like does her makeup every day and she kind of you can tell that she's enjoying being a, a proper young woman. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. she's kind of enjoying it. So there's pictures of what she was and what she is now in her prison greens.
0: Wow. Yeah. So she's cross-eyed?
1: A little, yeah. But she doesn't need to wear the glasses anymore.
0: Oh, and that's the mama. Yeah, that's the mama. Ah. Oh, and that's him. Yeah. Oh. Golly.
1: If you just Google Gypsy Rose Blanchard, you can find everything Jacob's looking at right now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, she it's just Google image, but, oh, my God, the side-by-side of her now compared to her in her...
1: In Disney, her shaved head wig, pretending to be a little with a
0: tiara. Yeah,
1: it's weird. Oh, wow, Okay.
0: So, what did you say the um, the Patricia Arquette thing is?
1: So Patricia Arquette played Dee Dee uh-huh. in. There's a, a mini series on HBO called The Act, uh-huh. which is just about this whole thing. And um, the girl who played Gypsy is amazing, and Patricia Arquette plays Dee Dee, and she's amazing. They both got nominated for all the awards. Um, So that's basically where it's at. She'll get out of prison in four years. She's engaged. Um, Her dad said he's going to take care of her, get her the psychological help she needs. Poor Nicholas Godejohn's in there forever. I still don't know how I feel about him. I think, I mean, he was certainly manipulated, but also he was a bit of a violent perv. So, Mm -hmm. um, but what I wanted to end on is that while we're talking about this, everybody kind of forgets, well, like, Didi died, man. Like, what happened? Like, Dee's dead in all of this. Mm -hmm. And so I sort of looked up, well, what happened to her? And it turns out everybody hated Dee. Like, Dee was awful to everyone. Um, She has a family. She has a dad um, and some siblings. Her dad is married to a new woman because it's suspected that Dee actually poisoned her mother and killed her um, in order to steal a bunch of money from her. Um, she had always stolen from the family, like rorted the family, screwed them all over to the point where they, they none of them wanted any contact with her. So mm-hmm. um, they hadn't seen her in years and years. And after she died, nobody came forward to have a funeral or pay for a funeral or anything. So she was cremated by, I guess, the state does it. Mm. Um, her ashes were put into a cardboard box. They were given to her father and her father's wife and they flushed them down the toilet. And that was the end of DD Blanchard.
0: <laughs> Couldn't have happened to a nicer person.
1: So, I mean, it's just, that's that story.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: Welcome to 2020.
0: Oh, okay. I'm so in to watch this. Oh my god. Okay, so yes, it.
1: we just gave you. I just gave you just the gist of Dee Dee and Gypsy Rose Blanchard. But if you want more detail, you got to watch. Um, the documentary is amazing. It's called Mummy Dead and Dearest, uh-huh. um, and then the miniseries based on it is called The Act, uh-huh. and they are both so good. Uh-huh. Like. It is nuts. And also if you just Google it, you can go down so many rabbit holes because she's a bit of a tabloid fixture now, even right. from prison. So there's so many stories about her. And Did
0: this just become so big because of the doco and the it was Well,
1: it was a big story before the doco because uh-huh. it was such a crazy story. But, um, yeah, the doco is what really blew it up. Okay. And then the miniseries too and then, like, all her engagements and her boyfriend's in prison and, yeah. Uh-huh.
0: I will put money down. Someone's going to turn this into a musical.
1: Oh, heaven.
0: It's got so many of the necessary ingredients. And I've already
1: proven I can play gypsy. And I can't. I
0: can play
1: gypsy. <laughs> Singing on stage. <laughs> Here, you do Dee Dee. Oh. Go. Hang on. Yeah. Let's harmonise. You go and then I'll come in.
0: What would Dee Dee say?
1: No, 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 just sing what you think she would sing.
0: Eat your dinner I through your eat tube.
1: my dinner my <laughs> tube. Oh, my God, we're terrible. <laughs> okay. Look, a woman died, but it sounds like she was awful, so... Some minor she jokes are allowed. <laughs> <laughs> so that is the story of DD and Gypsy Rose Blanchard.
0: Wow, I can't I wait to hear what happens next.
1: I know. Well, I can't wait to see what happens when she gets out of prison.
0: Yeah. I feel
1: like she's going to be all over the. She's going to Dr. Phil it. She's going to Oprah it. She's going to have a book. She's going to, oh, she does a speaking gig. We are going. For
0: sure. Yeah. We'll get her on the podcast. Let's get her um, that was a good one. Thank you. Yeah, strong start to the year. Thank well done. Thank you so much.
1: Thought we'd get some true crime out of the way.
0: Yes, and yeah. a girl. Um, Cool.
1: Yeah, so that's that. So um, that's just
0: the gist of a mother who tortured her child till the child reached breaking point, essentially found herself a free assassin to come <laughs> and kill the mother. Yeah. Then she did everything in her power to get caught so that she would end up being famous on a global stage because here we are in Australia talking about her
1: harmonising about we, her <laughs> yeah
0: we're already planning her music
1: <laughs> yeah that pretty much sums it up
0: yeah um cool yep. good good choice well done
1: thank you so much all right 2020 kicked off
0: Yeehaw. It's
1: gonna
0: be a good year love you Wow. <laughs>